You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California, and I'm so glad you could be with me. Tonight, we are having Dr. Jill Blackwell, PhD, who happens to be an award-winning professor of psychology and a licensed clinical practitioner, and she has a really unique talent of taking in another perspective and promoting feelings of personal adequacy and empowerment. So she is going to be talking about some really tremendous things that can heal you and and really promote your ability to love life. And this is what it's all about. She was featured last month in Law of Attraction magazine, and she did an outstanding article that I hope you will be able to read. Go back. It's still being shown on lawofattractionmagazine.com, but the article is superb and one that's going to help you uh, gravitate through this difficult situation that we're in to a better feeling place of enlightenment, of compassion, it's it's just wonderful, and the timing is so perfect to talk to her today. So stay with us, listen to these fast commercial breaks, and we'll be right back with Dr. Jill Blackwell. It's here, it's hot, and it's a must-read. It's the science behind The Law of Attraction magazine. Every issue brings you great articles and in-depth how-tos from all your favorite Law of Attraction experts, authors, scientists, and medical professionals. Go to lawofattractionmagazine.net. That's lawofattractionmagazine.net. Did you know that every human uses only a small portion of their powerful mind? Jules Johnson, International Certified Hypnotherapist, wants to introduce you to your powerful mind in order to create your dream life. In as little as one session, Jules guides you into releasing limiting beliefs that keep you from achieving wealth, health, better relationships, and even true love. Schedule a session in Palm Springs or set up a Skype video session for those nationally and internationally. Jules would love to serve as your guide into living your dreams. Go to creativeguidedimagery.com or call 951-201-2166. That's creativeguidedimagery.com. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network, heard by millions worldwide through 38 internet radio stations and in over 135 countries. 
Be sure to sign up for your monthly updates and get all the latest information on LOA radio events such as cruises, workshops, and seminars, as well as information on the latest shows, topics, and guests. Go to LOARadioNetwork.com and sign up today. Welcome back. Before we bring out Dr. Jill Blackwell, who I know you're really going to enjoy, I want to mention just a few things. Now, if you're sitting at home bored, well, Law of Attraction magazine is in need of an experienced advertising specialist. All you need is a computer and a can-do attitude. After a sale, you will not just get a 10 or 20% commission. You'll get a whopping 25% commission that is paid to you within days of securing an order. We consider every aspect of Law of Attraction magazine a pure winner. So if you're interested in this position that you can definitely grow with, please send an email to Gina at LOAmedia.com. That's Gina, G-I-N-A, at LOAmedia.com. And I also want every listener to stay tuned into Law of Attraction Radio Network because before the end of the year, I'm planning to have a huge Law of Attraction convention in beautiful downtown Las Vegas. And you might want to tuck away some of that stimulus money so that you can attend this phenomenal event. I am anticipating some really huge Law of Attraction stars to be on stage along with our own Law of Attraction stars on the Law of Attraction Radio Network. You will be able to come and meet the stars, have your pictures taken with them, and get to know them on a personal basis. So stay tuned. I will be giving you more information in the coming weeks. Just know that this is your chance to get your heart and mind saturated in the knowledge of applying the law of attraction to your life specifically as you enjoy the beautiful area of Las Vegas. And one final thing, I want to give a special shout out to Robert England from Sweden, who sent me this incredible email that I totally devoured. It was so delicious that I want to share his entire long email with all of the listeners and readers of Law of Attraction magazine. So I am now going to feature that in the July issue of Law of Attraction magazine. He has an incredible story that is just mind-blowing. Everyone will get the sweet Swedish flavor of his email. And I know that each of you are going to identify with it. It's absolutely fantastic. So watch for the July 1st Law of Attraction magazine and look for this article. You're going to love it. It's absolutely fantastic. And with that... Let's bring on Dr. Jill Blackwell, who now lives in Arizona, to share some really, really delightful information that we all need to know right now. Well, welcome, Jill, 
Blackwell to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, thank you so much, Jules. I'm so glad, grateful to be here with you and everybody. Thank you. Well, we certainly enjoyed your wonderful article in the May issue of Law of Attraction magazine. You know, it was so refreshing to read that. And and just going back over the article today, it's like, oh, my gosh. It's like that's what we really need to hear during this critical situation out around the U.S. right now. So maybe we can talk about that about how do we get into that place of feeling calm, cool, collected, and, and just being okay. How do we do this? Because you're the expert on it. How do we, how do we get into our centeredness around all of the issues? Yeah, so that is an excellent question and something we should be striving for because people think, are wondering, what can I do? I'm just one person right now. I don't know how I can help. And, um, you know, there's so much um, information on social media and that might hit you as like, oh, I should be doing more or I should be doing other things and I'm not doing it the right way. So the thing is with this feeling of um, conscious self-love that I wrote the book and the article about is that you are aware of where you are with your self-love and then you practice self-loving behaviors and you raise your vibration, you are peaceful, you are happy, you are fulfilled and that is in itself enough. If you show up to your family, your children, your parents, your partner at your job, in an email, the phone call, at a store, in this place of being fulfilled where you are loving yourself, then you change the world. And and the world and all of the stuff that's going on right now, I think it's systemic of a lack of self-love, of of individuals' self-love, not being able to do it um, from the past, conditioning and parenting and trauma. There's so much. Um, everyone's kind of showing up with this self-dislike and self-hate. It's, it's systemic, schools, medicine, it's everywhere. And um, we're just seeing that being played out right now. So if everyone just could collect themselves and show up from a place of feeling fulfilled and loving inside, then we wouldn't be able to give out anything else. The, the idea that you can't give away what you don't have is the main idea of the book. So if you would like to be loving or kind or helpful, the, where that needs to begin is with you because you're not going to be able to give out what you don't have. That's right. Uh, and I think that we have been um, so filled with fear and that's the way that people want us to be is fearful. Wear that mask or you're going to pass it on and kill someone. That's a message that we're getting. Wear that mask or else you're going to die. Or a loved one is going to die. The the whole thing with the coronavirus and then with the protesters and the riots and everything, it's like a real doomsday situation. Um, and it's hard to get rid of that fear. Yeah. That is like, 
oh my goodness, am I going to be safe just crossing the street? I know. Yeah, it's, it's pervasive. And um, it's, if you have the news on, you know, I mean, you want to stay up to date and know what's going on and be part of society. But, um, you know, what is the truth even in the news, right? There's like right. so many competing stories and the political agendas. I just, I can't, you, you can't know the truth if there is an agenda, you know, because that's not true. So um, I think you have to like tap into your true self, your soul self, and, and you um, know from your intuition what you believe to be true, but we're not there because we're in the fear, which is the ego mind, you know? And um the soul, your soul mind, your, your truth teller, your intuition knows what you should be doing. And it's like, not basic, but it's, it's love. But like fear is the coin of the ego and love is the coin of the soul. So to get back to that and to melt down the, the other things, especially in a challenging time is, is, is difficult. And it requires more consciousness and more self-awareness and a commitment to do it for you and others, ultimately, you know? So to be aware, self-awareness is such a big deal. And um, if I'm watching the news and I see it and I start going down the fear avenue, then I say, okay, okay, wait a second. What's happening in my environment while I'm, I'm creating this, you know? So I just get back my to center right and try to calm myself down there's a few ways in the book i talk about the mind body and then behavior so if i see that i'm in causing this by watching the news maybe or getting so upset you know i just like take a break and try to get to a more centered place and calm down and my body's agitated and I'm fear. You have sweaty palms, your heart is racing. There are certain ways to engage the parasympathetic nervous system response by breathing and, um, you know, other things to calm yourself down physically. And then you can look at things later when you're not in such a highly aroused state and make sense of it and learn from it. But for right now, you know, we need to really kind of protect our peace. And if you're doing things that like purposefully make you anxious or depressed, like the news and the social media, like you're just doing it and you know it and you're like, I should stop doing that. Then you should listen to your soul tell you stop doing that and get to an activity that you are more peaceful in that will make a big difference for you and, you know, society It's true. You know, for me, I like to know exactly what's going on. I know. So I watch the news and everything, and it's it's a matter of me making the decision to see it in a different light. Oh, I so love that. It. It's not so bad as what the news is telling us. It really isn't. Oh. We don't know. So right. it's it's like to stand back and say, wait a minute, let's get down to the nitty gritty. So then I feel sort of proud of myself. <laughs> I think I, you should. Yeah, then, that's beautiful. That's you connecting with your inner truth teller, your soul, and you know the answer and you know that you can see the truth of matter, right? Because you are separated from the fear. You, you've really more 
in the self-awareness, like the soul love place, I think, to be able to see something like that and to see it as different and to make a different choice for yourself. That's beautiful. Right. So actually, that is one of the ways that we can help ourselves during this period, see it, but then go a little step further. Yeah. And, exactly. and mold it that it feel, makes you feel better. Yes. Yes. No matter what the situation is, you know, feel better that you're not there. Feel better that. Right. So, so that's the, the, the other thing, too, is that if we set up our environments to be um, contingent upon the external stuff, like we get our love and our reinforcement from others, right? Or we use boundaries to set up conditional environments and then we avoid triggers, you know, things of that nature. Then when the love isn't coming or when we get triggered because a boundary didn't work because the unhealthy person crossed it, um, we are a mess, you know? It's important yeah. to take our power back and to have our love come from inside and have our environments be okay whether what happens or not you know it's not conditional that it's only going to be good if it's going well when you are inside internally driven especially with the love for yourself and acceptance you know your behaviors are so different and you don't even need boundaries really you know right. and uh, even in the environment when things are crumbling you have yourself your you know it's good you love yourself like it's just it's more important to be internally focused and have that good. And then that makes the world a better place. Like if you're even going out in the world and you're not good on the inside, that's just creating more of a mess really. Yeah. 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 Good point. Good point. Now, if we can go a step deeper and what is it that, not to get political or anything, but what are the protesters, the people in there that are doing all these things and hitting people and tearing down the statues? What are they thinking? What, what is going on? Can you help us understand their, their well, plight? Well, yeah. Okay, so that's um, – <laughs> this is a little political. All right, so um, something – that we could all be using is compassion. So most people understand about compassion, that there is, um, you know, you, you feel bad, you, you um, have sympathy for it, um, there's two prongs of it, and then you want to do something about it. And the third one that, that most people forget about compassion is that it is normal and okay and human to make mistakes. You know, it's like just a part of life. No one is going to be perfect. But in the news and in social media, everybody is jumping down. Everybody with just like the <laughs> smallest mistake. There is no like forgiveness or understanding that, oh, there has been a mistake made. Now, some mistakes are very small and some mistakes are really big, um, but it's inevitable, right? So we have to have compassion that there will be situations and mistakes and, and um, we're going overboard on the judging. And then it's sometimes funny to me is that when you see people judging others, they're like even more intense and outrageous than the original initiating behavior, right? So, so the, the antidote for judgment is compassion. So there's a problem though, when things are out of balance, like 
like the the self-love kind of ideas in our lenses like compassion is out of balance or giving and receiving is out of balance or kindness is out of balance if like you're doing too much giving or you're doing too much taking or if you have too much compassion for others and no compassion for self then we've got some kind of crazy problems going on and it takes you away from seeing again the truth that is inside and people are behaving in unusual ways and not really seeing um, the loving response and actions, I think. So how does that sound? That sounds brilliant. Now, it's people are reacting. Reacting, yes. In a way that is not logical then. It's not, if they, if everyone took a moment to like get in touch with like themselves and the lot, yes, right, right of what would be the good thing in the situation without, yes, reacting. It's, it's a, such a good word, Jules. It is. It's very reactive. So we want to get to a, a more peaceful and calm place and make decisions from there because when you're making decisions from a place of insanity and re, not saying that reacting is insane or anything, but just a place of like um, angst and um, stress and um, not balanced things like compassion and kindness and love, then it's not, um, it'll be things that you'll need to fix later in, in you, you know, for guilt, shame, and like all sorts of things. It's not the best way. Yeah. So what is it that we can do now as, well, law of attraction practitioners, people who are spiritually minded, what is the thing that we can do to maybe slow down the 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 horrific energy that's it's not the pleasant energy how can we help that situation and i know that we are so powerful energetically yeah sure yes so what is it that we can is just hold the compassion should we be meditating should we be sending a peace what exactly can we do here? Yeah. Okay. So that's good too. So, um, right. I really think that the best thing right now is to get yourself shored up, you know, and personally just make it your mission to, um, in my book, I talk about the daily bees and the daily do's. Now the daily bees are like your lens, your mindset. And we know that your mindset needs to be one. I have the lens of peace, the lens of compassion, the lens of gratitude, the lens of forgiveness, the lens of kindness, and the lens of love. Like, when you're there, your vibration is high. You're, you're in the vortex, as, as they say. You're attracting good things. Be you protecting that and being there. And when you practice conscious self-love, you know, we're masters of these good daily bees because we love ourselves and we love others that we change the world. We, you'll talk to five friends on the phone, maybe one friend, you'll send out how many emails. If you do that in a loving and kind way, the person gets the email, they have the goosebumps, they like send out five emails, you know, it's just a place of understanding and love. How many people you touch in one day, even if you, maybe whatever you're doing, think about that. And if you do so, in a loving way. Now, it's not something you can phone in. Today, I'm going to be more loving. In order to be loving, you are loving yourself. You know, you have got this stuff down. I want to clarify because 
like I think we're talking about how what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? There, what also needs to be in balance is like the do and the be, you know? Sometimes when people are saying, what should I do? What should I do? It's, a, it's another frantic type of reactionary thing. Right. It should be doing more. It's because we all have this unworthiness. I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. But it's more of a balance. When you're being, you'll get ideas about how to what things you're passionate about maybe what and what you could do you know but it all really needs to come from like a contentment a self-love an unconditional love on the inside in a peace you'll project that out you know all all of us all day long we're just running from our subconscious like 95 percent of the time mm. so all engagements are just pro projections of what we're feeling like in there so if that's not unpacked you know, Jules, then we are projecting out a lot of crap onto other people and our friends and society at large. And we need to really kind of shore that up and get into a good uh, mindset that, that will actually chip away the negative uh, things in your subconscious from your parents, from the trauma, from the societal conditioning. And then, um, you know, when you're running from your subconscious, like on autopilot, we don't have authentic ideas or we don't know connect with our true selves and know what to do because we're just actors like looking for our love coins and like our paycheck, you know, for not physical money, but our paycheck from our reinforcement. When you change the paradigm and you're reinforced by you from you, you can be a whole force just by one person and you share it, you send it out. And it's, um, that's more than enough. Wow, this really goes hand in hand with your book, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, well, I think so. I, I hope that it is the case. Yeah. Yeah, Do it you really have a is, Jules. I found that for years I was working through stuff with my um, family and situation. I had a challenging mother situation and always trying to be good. And, you know, um, my subconscious was filled with like a lot of um, unworthiness, guilt, shame, fear. Mm -hmm. If I don't do it a certain way, then the people won't love me. You know, conditional love is probably the root of all fear. So wow. If you behave in a certain way, you'll get love. But if you don't, then you won't have my love. Conditional love is a, is, is, is a cause of a lot of uh, problems for people. And we're just going through the day projecting that out to others. We, we misconstrue information as it comes in. We make inferences based on these subconscious wounds. And everyone's just doing their best, you know, but it's a, it's a mess. It's a kind of a mess in there unless you've unpacked it. And by unpacking it, I mean, you become self-aware of what's in there. And then with the conscious self-love, you are consciously aware of your, where you are with yourself and refusing to let your past and the trauma and how others dealt with you make it. That's not it. You yeah. can step away from that and choose to relate to yourself differently than you will relate to everybody else differently. And, and the world really needs us right now. Everyone to kind of step up and unpack and get, get good. That, that is so well put. And uh -huh. that's why I liked your book. It really helps you to understand what you're going through. It, you yeah. know, that's our problem. We get so excited. We don't understand what is 
really triggering it in us. Yeah, yeah. We're really like the reactive, what you said earlier. Yeah. When you're there, you don't have the time to introspect. And, you know, some things are viscerally upsetting. You know, I mean, you have a thought, you have a feeling, you have emotion. Those are different things. I talk about that in the book. Um, You are never tried. We don't want to enforce like no thoughts, no feelings or anything negative. You can have those, but you will deal with them in a non-reactive and peaceful way, no matter what is coming in, when you um, develop your core, your inside. And back to my family thing. So for years, Jules, you know, I have my PhD in developmental psychology. I have my license, uh, my LPC. So I've been working with people and I've read so many books on forgiveness, not don't be judgmental, gratitude, uh, mindful, blah, blah, blah. You know, so many books. And I, I really... Um, I wasn't getting it. And I I think I realized that the ego mind, I'm a scientist, you know, I love information. So the information was there. I got it on this ego and kind of intellectual level. And I was really striving to do it, how to be a good parent. It was, I didn't have a good parent. So it was really important for me to do that, you know, and practice conscious parenting. That's like so obvious that everybody should be doing that. But I couldn't, even though I wanted to, my intention was so pure, like get this right. Definitely forgive your mother. Definitely be a conscious parent. And I couldn't do it no matter how many books, because the ego level is not the place that's running it. It's that you want to be good. You have to embody that at the soul level. And for me, the way to do that was to realize I deserved it. I deserve love. I am worthy. And this this all came about with that gold thread of self-love. As soon as I figured that out, it was like, like my petals, I kept shining them up and they kept falling right off, you know, like, oh, forgiveness. Oh, okay, forgive you, forgive you. Oh, I don't forgive her anymore. So it really needed to come from the inside. And what I mean by the inside was the, my heart, the, the self-love. It was key. It was the master key. Right. Wow. Yeah. I so love that that's example. Good, you know, I just... It's hard to anticipate a problem that I would have that I wouldn't be able to deal with calmly or, you know, with a big reaction. I mean, sometimes I guess there will be things that are, yes, outside of, but but soon after, um, and you can express that and you can write it down and you can think about it. But it's very important to protect your peace and to kind of be who you are, which is, you know, a divine being great that's beautifully put i really really love that do you have a picture or you have your book i do i do i want you to show it to everybody right see isn't it gorgeous that cover is like i couldn't stop admiring it oh that's nice it's yeah the peacock feather the peacock represents like transformation and growth and and i like I first wrote this book, um, I, I've always, I'm on this journey, you know, to, to heal and, and to raise consciousness for myself. And I found that I, I didn't, I thought they were separate journeys and I wanted to help everybody raise consciousness. But um, I thought you had to be conscious to have self-love and maybe if you were, had self-love, then you'd be conscious, but it's the, it's the same thing to me mm. now. So I really kind of figured that out and it was um, a huge blessing. Wow. So you are very young. 
<laughs> so where, where, where's, where's our, where's the growth? Where do you want to be? What is your, your, I mean, oh. should we be looking at that? Where do I want to be? Like I'm, I'm 67 now. Where do I want to be at age 70? Where do I want to be thinking? Should we be looking at that or should we just not? Oh, that's such a nice question. So that's another one of those things that I think there's the balance of the doing and the being. And um, when someone comes and says, you know, I'm not doing my purpose. I my, you know, you, there are so many books on how to find your life purpose. And <laughs> I don't, I am not a fan of that. And I, I've spent a few years um, before this book and in the process, I think that was maybe my access point of the, the purpose. What is my purpose? I felt like I should be doing more, something different. But that was a reflection of me not loving myself enough, not feeling worthy, not feeling enough. So whenever someone is mentioning purpose, I feel like that's my clue that they have a self-love problem. And it's okay. It's a good, it's a good thing that needs tweaking, you know? So there are some clues to me. So like about purpose. I don't think you were talking about that, though. I mean, you're talking about... Well, I think, did you say what I should be doing? Like, there is no what you should be doing. There's like, well, I, and being, and, well, and when you're being, you're listening and you're enjoying and you're in your life authentically and you'll get an idea and then you'll follow through on it. And not everybody is writing a book and not everybody is um, doing a, a important radio program or a magazine. Not everybody is a doctor. Not everybody has a different role. Not everybody is a helper. Not everybody is a coach. You know, there's a lot of pressure, I think, for the kids who grew up with like moms who um, didn't do a good job of giving. They're like, um, they're the givers now. They're like, oh, I should be helping people. What am I going to do? I need to be helping more. And I don't think that's a purpose. You didn't come down to earth with like a purpose of um, you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be a coach, you're going to help other people. It's more of like a product of our conditioning. And we probably got love coins from our parents. Oh, you're such a good helper. Or, oh, you know, I, I mean, if we're doing it, if we're in a place of self-love and we are balancing our doing and our being and feeling like good, then we just authentically hear what we should be doing. Okay. should be doing you know like we just kind of know Jules I think you are doing that what you are and I think you could just live each day get up and connect and be your best self loving self and that is what is yeah. you should be doing yeah I, I I am I'm loving my life I yeah. couldn't be happier so yeah. thank you for that I'm just thinking that looking back it looks like we have these expectations mm. that until we are happy, we're not going to be happy. Oh, my gosh. Like after good. we're going to be striving for constantly. And it's like what you're saying is, no, you can be happy now. Yes. It's your responsibility to be happy now. Yeah. Okay. The striving is a symptom of your lack of self-love. Isn't us, yeah. 
beautiful that you're not doing enough that you're don't deserve love yet until you get to be a certain way or you're not worthy of love you know your parents and love your society it's like once that comes together then there is no more striving you know it's just a doing a healthy do you know it's not like a pressured oh my gosh am i doing my purpose it's like a you know, what will I do? And a trusting that you will make excellent choices um, from the, from source, the divine, and you'll exactly. know. Exactly. But then again, that's what we want to be in that state. But sometimes being in that state will actually keep us too comfortable and not really going out and doing and learning what we are supposed to be learning. Oh, okay. Yeah, I hear you. So sure, that's a that's the being and doing the duality question, right? Like, am, ah. I, am I being enough? Am I doing enough? So I would answer that by if someone were going to come to me and talk about that, I would like, look at, tell me, how are you doing? How are you feeling today? Or what was like yesterday? Like if they say, oh my gosh, I feel like running away. I hate my kids. Like everyone's driving me crazy. If I have to make one more sandwich, oh my gosh. And, and I would say, okay, so it's a clue about lack of self-love and it's definitely too much uh, doing, you know, like if you are frantic and overwhelmed and like not in a place of self-love and not collecting yourselves and feeling all of this pressure. And it's really the wanting to run away. And I don't know my purpose and I should be doing something different and that's not enough. Then I don't, okay. And then if you're in your state of being like, I, I'm meditating, you know, I'm just because it's meditation and, and um, you know, healthy things like yoga, like doing, you could be doing that too much and not uh, enough, you know, a being, right? Because yeah. the string again is the self-love. If you're doing too much of that and like that, it's all about like, I'm doing too much yoga. I'm doing too much of this, or I'm not doing enough for the other people. I'm just doing enough for me. I'm doing too much for me. That again is like the self-love problem, you know? So when you are in the self-love, the balance of the be and the do just becomes more obvious because you're just authentically in the know, you know, it's okay to take care of yourself. And that's especially like if you have some stuff that you're unpacking, then self-care and being and just time to regroup and, and take care of yourself is definitely warranted. So you can hear the message, you know? Um, I don't know. It, the other thing is that everybody is different. You know, some spirits are like fire and they, maybe that's you, you know, you want to be doing something, you have to be doing something. Some spirits are more like water or air or earth and they, um, you know, get um, fulfilled and help others by being a rock or being calm, you know? So the, challenge or goal, I guess, is to know your true self and know what your spirit is and what your spirit would like, and then do that. There's not, there's no rule that everybody should be in doing this, or that's too much being, or that's too much of this, you know, you should be doing more. Those are just clues that you're not loving yourself enough. I love that. <laughs> and, and that touch with your spirit. So that's the goal. 
So again, your book reflects all of this. And yeah. that's why we need to read this book because <laughs> it will bring us into that place where we're finally understanding what we're doing to ourselves. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've heard some positive feedback. Um, I wrote it because uh, it was my self-awareness journey. And, um, you know, for a while I thought, oh, I, you know, I hope that's really helpful. But I have heard that the, um, I spent a few chapters on dismantling the past and the subconscious programming. And just, I was striving just to make it uh, more normal and doable that we can look at it without getting too reactive and that it is our choice to step out of that and make the change and decide to love ourselves even if no one showed us how to do it no one said that if people said that we weren't worthy of love people abused us you know so many things could have happened and even normal parenting things like i said i i talk about a lot about my parents you know how i really tried to get it right but some of the the over mothering mistakes and how that you know manifests in your children and how that interferes with the development of conscious self-love and how to stop doing that and how to like just get it back, you know, by you loving yourself. You, you're just a much better parent and it's much easier to practice conscious parenting when you've got this on lock. So um, there are two other chapters, the Daily B chapter, which we go over this mindset and the Daily Do's. And I go, I said so many things. I used to teach uh, stress management and um, mm -hmm. I've taught at college level and um, I taught the at uh, DePaul University, and um, at the time, it was about 10 years ago, the students were in their 20s, and I was, you know, teaching about stress management and, and things of this nature, and it was clear that it was the first time that they've ever heard anything like that, you know, so I had developed quite a library of resources and of things to do, and I did find that people like different things, so I really stuffed a lot of stuff in there, and when you're working with people in a therapeutic relationship, you should even say, there's a little questionnaire, do you like physical relaxation or mental relaxation? And someone might not know that. So there, do you like doing this? Or when you're stressed, what happens? So we get to the right way. So the right way is the way of the person's, again, soul, like you'll resonate with some of the breathing activities for the daily peace, or maybe meditation, or prayer, or um, activities on gratitude. Some will really feel good and, and uh, call to you and then you'll do those and then you just kind of get to rebuild from the inside the, the, the love. And then it's amazing how much time we spend shining up our outsides and then it's not working. But once that self-love gets cultivated and you are protecting your peace and knowing you're good enough and doing all these great things, it things get better. You know, I wrote that in the article in the book too, like you, it's very hard to not attract unconditional love when you are giving that to yourself and behaving that on the outside. You know, it's very hard to be in a negative place when you're so positive. It just changes things and yeah. it's not a thing. Yeah, that's excellent. Excellent. That is so true. Now, can you tell everybody where they can get this book? Can they go to the, your website? Um, yeah, Amazon? Oh, I love that. Yes, I have a website, Conscious Self Love. It's just starting, and I'm trying to connect with my like how to what what is it I want to say? I want to do um, 
really important things with this. So I'm working on that, Jules. Um, the, this, this version, Conscious Self Love, you can buy from Balboa Press. And um, my website is ConsciousSelfLove.com. And I'm, there's wonderful. a version on Amazon and um, a Kindle book on Amazon, Conscious Self Love. I love it. Yeah, it really is tremendous and exactly what we need to be learning right now. And, and it's easy. So there are so many books that I've gone through in classes and master classes and blah, blah, blah. And um, this for me was the key. And it was like, you know how meditation is so easy, like, oh, just don't, <laughs> don't attach the thoughts. But it's like so hard because yeah, it is. that's that's hard. This Conscious self-love, I tell you, get that, do that. Could be so easy if it wasn't for all the conditioning and all the things that we've experienced to build up against our self-love, you know? So um, the book tries to, as succinctly and easily as possible, dismantle it so you can get there. And then once there, things get better, a lot better. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing everything with us. It's exactly, I keep on saying it, it's what we need to hear right now. So the timing is perfect. Thank Thank you you so much. I am so thrilled to be here with you and everybody. I'm grateful. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week.